Hello and welcome to Have You Heard, a listening project. On this podcast, we share tips, stories, and practical advice to help people with hearing loss stay connected. If you or a loved one have a hearing loss, or maybe you know somebody with a hearing loss, this podcast is absolutely for you. And we're super excited to have you join us. So thank you so much for being here. I'm Audra. I'm one of your hosts. And today I am joined by my wonderful friend and co-host, Miss Betsy Randall. Oh, shucks. Hi, it's Betsy. (laughs) Thanks for being here, guys. So today we're actually going to cover a pretty important topic, but I feel like it's one that may not get talked about very often. And that topic is how to advocate for yourself as an employee with a hearing loss. And don't forget to stay to the end because we're going to give you seven tips to help you excel at work with a hearing loss. So why this topic? Well, I think most people know that hearing loss is really prevalent for those who are over 65. But did you know that there are 26 million people in the U.S. between 20 and 65 who have a hearing loss? Unbelievable. Right. It's not just something that affects people who are older. And 20 to 65 is really prime working age. So there are millions of people in the U.S. right now who are working with some level of hearing loss. And we actually did a little informer, uh, informal Facebook survey on this topic. And we asked people who are currently working with the hearing loss what some of their biggest struggles were. And here are some of the things that they shared with us. So one responder said that they often feel very isolated in group conversations because they can't always hear what's being said. A few people noticed that masks make things really, really difficult because they can't read people's lips when they're talking. Several people said that when they're in meetings and people are talking over themselves, that it's confusing and very difficult to understand what's being said and who's saying it. And they had a similar issue with Zoom meetings when people turn their cameras off because then they can't read lips or context clues to understand what's being said. Uh, One person said that um, it's difficult for them because coworkers think because they have hearing aids that they can hear just as well as everybody else (laughs) when that's not always the case. And this very last one uh, was that somebody said that they haven't told anyone at work that they have a hearing loss because they feel embarrassed to bring it up. Mm. Yeah. So just, you know, listening to some of these responses, I mean, it's obvious that working while you have a hearing loss definitely has its challenges. But the good news is, is that the Americans with Disabilities Act, or the ADA for short, has a lot of provisions that actually cover disabilities in the workplace, including hearing loss and hearing impairment. So what that means for you guys is, if you have a hearing loss, there are are accommodations that your employer can make to assist you. The only caveat to that is that the accommodations, they must not impose an undue hardship on the employer. So we're going to cover what some of those accommodations might look like in just a bit. What's most important right now is if you have a hearing loss, you should get really, really familiar with the provisions provided to you under the ADA. Okay, that's a great idea, Audra. That's a good point. I mean, how do you know if you're covered under the ADA? Well, if you're completely deaf, you'll likely fall under the ADA. If you're not completely deaf, you still may fall under the ADA if you can show that you are substantially limited in your ability to hear Or if you can show a record, so these are medical records, of a hearing impairment that has substantially limited a major life activity in the past. If you can meet either of those qualifications, then you should be falling under the ADA. Okay. Well, I was just thinking back to the survey results that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And it is heartbreaking that there are people who feel uncomfortable disclosing their hearing loss at work. 
I know. That's really sad. But I think it's important to remember that the ADA really does protect them. Yeah, I mean, the absolutely. ADA, yeah, it, it protects you from discrimination in all employment practices, including job application, hiring, firing, training, pay, promotion, benefits, and leave. And you have a right to be free from harassment because of your disability and an employer cannot fire you or just discipline you for asserting your rights under the ADA. That's mm-hmm. really great That's to know. That's huge, yeah. Yeah. And most importantly, you have a right to request a reasonable accommodation for the hiring process and on the job as well. And this is why we're having this conversation, because I think that that's something that could be easy to miss, because you may feel like, well, you know, I was hired and then I didn't tell them that I had a hearing loss, but there is no like statute of limitations. You were protected at all times. So if you did not disclose your hearing loss during the hiring process or training, it's not too late. If you've been at your job for weeks or months or even years and you haven't disclosed it or your hearing loss is recent, it's never too late. You absolutely are covered under the ADA and you can absolutely bring this to your, you know, your boss and talk to them and try to get some accommodations for yourself. Yeah. So we've mentioned the phrase reasonable accommodations a lot. So let's just break that down a little bit so we can kind of see what it means. A reasonable accommodation, according to the ADA, is any change or adjustment to a job, the work environment, or the way things are usually done that will allow you to either apply for a job, perform job functions, or enjoy equal access to benefits available to other individuals in the workplace. Cool. So when, yeah, it's nice. So it really does kind of cover all parts of your job. So from, you know, the interview process all the way through. So some of the most common accommodations for people with hearing loss are these. So one is just, you know, it could be something as simple as a work area adjustment. Maybe you're working in a common space and you legitimately need an office because you can't hear and you can't pay attention when there's a lot of, you know, background noise. So sometimes just moving where you work can make a huge difference. Mm hmm. Another accommodation is an assistive listening device. So that could be something like a loop or an FM system that just makes it easier for you to hear what's being said around you. Another common accommodation, and this is one we're very familiar with, is just having another telephone, (laughs) whether it's a phone that's compatible with your hearing aid or a captioning telephone like we, you know, provide at CapTel that can make a world of difference because then you're able to read and actually hear what's being said. Life changers, yeah. They're really helpful. Another thing is just getting things in written format from people. So whether that is more memos or having your coworkers email you more often rather than trying to tell you things, getting um, meeting bullet points and maybe notes after meetings just so that you have things written down, making it easier for you to actually grasp the content rather than it being verbally spoken. Another option is CART, and CART actually stands for Communication Access Real-Time Translation. And that's a very fancy way of saying that somebody is actually taking notes and transcribing um, what's being said in a meeting or a presentation, and then it's coming up on a screen. So it's essentially getting captions um, at a live meeting, which can be very helpful if you're in a place where you're getting lots of either not just meetings, but also maybe presentations. It can be really helpful. Yeah. Another accommodation is interpreting services. So if you are, and you already know, if you're completely deaf and a sign language is a language that you use, you can absolutely ask to have the accommodation of having a sign language interpreter be with you at work if you need it. 
And then the last accommodation that we have listed is just time off for medical appointments as they relate to your hearing impairment. So you, yeah. as Betsy said earlier, you shouldn't have to worry about being fired because you need to go to, you know, your hearing instrument specialist or your audiologist during the workday. So those are some of the accommodations that are available. That's really cool. And, and so how do you request reasonable accommodations? What we thought about was when it comes to requesting accommodations, this part is pretty easy. Really simply let your employer know that you need an adjustment or change because of your disability. You don't need to complete any special forms or use technical language to do this. And that's good to know. <laughs> so you don't have to stress out. Just bring it up to them. Yeah, exactly. So Betsy, what happens after somebody makes a request for a reasonable accommodation? Well, once you've made a request for reasonable accommodation, your employer should uh, discuss available options with you. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing. Your employer may request documentation from you demonstrating that you have a disability and explaining why you need a reasonable accommodation. So you and your employer should work together to come up with an appropriate accommodation. Yeah. So it's don't be surprised by that. And I like I love that, too, because it's kind of like co-creative. It's mm-hmm. you and your employer figuring out what's going to work best, not only for you, but for your work environment. So it's really a really nice process that you guys can kind of come up to see what works best for you. Yeah. And it just takes the shame out of it for you. So yeah. It's just this, no shame. This is the shame-free no sh- zone. No exactly. Shame. Bad shame. Yeah. No, don't do that. OK. <laughs> so now that we're a little bit more familiar with the ADA. We've actually got seven quick tips to help you guys excel at work with a hearing loss. And these tips are actually from the winter 2017 issue of Hearing Health Magazine. And you can look up that issue online if you want to learn more. So what's our first uh, tip, Betsy? Okay, number one, acknowledge. Hello, acknowledge Mm -hmm. you, your hearing loss. (laughs) Acknowledge your hearing loss so you are better prepared for whatever communication challenges you face at the workplace. And I feel like that's so important. And it's it's actually kind of ironic because I have a, a vision impairment. I'm I'm blind as a bat. Let me just say it that way. Really? It's illegal for me to drive without my glasses. My vision is that bad. Wow. And could you imagine <laughs> how <laughs> it would be if I refused to acknowledge that I had a, a vision problem? I would probably, you know what I mean? Like... People getting glasses, there seems to be a little bit less stigma around acknowledging that you can't see and getting glasses or LASIK than it is about getting hearing aids. So it's so important to be able to acknowledge that so that you can get the accommodations that you need. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that brings us. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to. No, that's right. I was just going to tell you about this educating yourself, like about accommodations such as the CART that you had talked about earlier or the caption telephones, which are wonderful. They make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And you guys, you want to remember too, like you are bringing so much experience and skills and strength to the workplace every single day. And having a hearing loss does not change that. You are still as awesome as you always were with (laughs) or without a hearing loss. So remember that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, tip number four, is keep backup batteries on hand, whether you're traveling for work or you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're in an office every day, make sure you always have extra batteries for your hearing aid or cochlear implant or anything. (laughs) And actually I have a story about that. I was, uh, back in the day, my first job outside of college, I was, uh, the public relations director at this small advertising firm. And one of the graphic designers, uh, was deaf and he had a cochlear implant. 
So he and I hit it off really quick because sign language was my foreign language in college. And when he came to the office and we met, I was like, oh, you sign. And he was like, I sign. So we just became like fast friends really, you know, really quick. Mm -hmm. And then one day we were having a strategy meeting, trying to come up with a campaign for a client and the batteries in his cochlear implant died. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and it, was, it was kind of a big deal, but it actually worked out perfectly because I was there and me and my rudimentary two years of sign language were able to try to <laughs> try to make the most out of it. And that's that's when I realized I did not want to be an interpreter because it was very difficult. And just as some of the, the people in the survey said earlier, like trying to interpret while several people are talking and they all want you to say, you know, what they're saying at one time, it's it's so overwhelming. So I kind of got just a little bit of a taste of what it must be like when you can't you can't hear everybody at once. You can't respond to everybody at once. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so we got through the meeting. It was like pulling teeth. We got through it. And at the end <laughs> of the day, my boss says, you know what? I think it's Mimosa Monday. And she went out and she got us all mimosas <laughs> because it had been <laughs> such a stressful meeting. And we ended it on this lovely, this lovely high note. Oh, will you? So. You earned Keep that. Keep your battery. Yeah, we did. Keep <laughs> your batteries on hand if you have a hearing device. What's which tip number could, five, Betsy? Yeah, which you could also lead you to advocate for yourself. It's up to you. Asking the appropriate person in your workplace for reasonable accommodations. Emphasize the benefits to your employer. And I, have, sure. a little, I have a little story to tell you because I had a really neat experience where I recently installed a cap caption phone, which we do a lot, for a woman who had hearing loss. And she worked at the reception desk in a public library, a very quiet place to work. And I was so impressed with the efforts made by her boss and the technical crew to get the phone installed properly with my input about telling them how this works and where it mm -hmm. needs to go. And it, and they made it work for her. And so she could read what she was not quite hearing and didn't have to have a blasting speaker phone in the middle of a quiet mm -hmm. library. So it was really quite wonderful. And she was thrilled. Because of course, you know, she she had to she had to uh, know to request an accommodation, and that's what's cool right. about it is that she took the step, and her hearing aid specialist or audiologist recommended she get the phone, and they filled out a form for her, and she submitted it, and that's how I knew to reach out to her to get this for set up for her, and it was a really good win-win story. It's wonderful. I love that because she knew to ask, and that's yeah. the thing. Like just being able to ask and advocate for yourself. She was able to do that, get this phone. And now it's a benefit to her because she's able to hear. And it's a benefit to her job because I'm sure she's more effective now without, like you said, having this incredibly loud, you know, speaker blasting while people are in the library. So it's a win-win for her and the employer, Duh. which brings us <laughs> to tip number six. And that is tell your coworkers about your hearing loss and the best way for them to communicate with you. Because you honestly, you might be the only person in their life at the moment who has a hearing loss. And if you're somebody who's not used to speaking to somebody who has a hearing loss, you don't know simple things like you need to make sure that you're facing them and looking at them directly when you're speaking to them. You can't be looking at them and kind of looking off to the side trying to talk to them because they're they're going to miss words that you say. Yeah, some people even wear a sign. It, it's certain like hearing loss meetings like HLAA, I'll see a lot of people with signs that say, please look at me while you speak. That's actually a little thing they put on their, like a pin or a necklace or something like that. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but. 
I have it, but I mean, it's helpful because then that way people know. Yeah. And, and also another tip is to maybe instead of just like repeating yourself, if the person with hearing loss can't understand you, rephrase, <laughs> try saying what you said slightly different and it might be easier for them. So mm-hmm. but when you're telling your coworkers this, then they may know, hey, if I want so-and-so to do something, I should probably shoot her an email. I can't just walk past her desk and be like, hey, give me those files by four. They may or may not hear you. Send them an email, send them a Slack or a text, communicate with them in some other way so yeah. that they can understand you. But your coworkers will not know how to do that unless you tell them. Yeah. And then that brings us to our last tip. Tip number seven is make arrangements. There might be certain things that you have in your office, whether it's, you know, a fire alarm or pages over the PA system. You want to make sure you have an office buddy in the event something like that goes off or there's an important message over the PA that you, you know, might hear but may not be able to understand completely. Mm -hmm. Just find a friend, somebody who can say, hey, that was saying this or hey, the fire alarm's going off. We need to get out of here. So definitely see if you can identify at least one person in your office who can provide you some assistance, especially in an emergency situation. So those are our tips. Yeah, that's really great. So I just want to sort of wind down with saying, if you have only, if you only take away one thing from this episode, it should be this. You, you are your best advocate when it comes to addressing your hearing impairment in the workplace. Absolutely. The, The more you know about your rights, what accommodations are available to you and how to best maximize your workspace and your relationship with your employees, the better position you'll be in to advocate for yourself effectively. It really is true. Absolutely. Nobody's going to advocate for you like you. So don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. We have any final thoughts, Betsy? I think that was it. That, that was my last final thought forever it was a good thought (laughs) we should end on this high note this is a high note we're going to end it here okay for further information on hearing health resources please visit oeius.org that's oeius.org and click on contact and make sure you guys don't forget to join us next month on have you heard as we address better hearing and speech month with a very very special guest who i think you guys are going to love so until next time this is audra And I'm Betsy. Reminding you to stay safe and stay connected. Copyright 2021 by OEI. Guests of the podcast and resources mentioned are for the interest of our audience only. There are no marketing agreements or incentives involved.